Good evening, Untangling audience. Uh, hope you're enjoying your week as we head into Memorial Day um, holiday. Uh, I decided to simply hop on and just uh, share what I've been up to. It's been extremely busy. And what I mean by busy, I mean with my full-time job uh, as a uh, consumer sales manager, um, you know, in the healthcare space, uh, you have, uh, you know, my podcasting career. I'm also the president uh, elect of uh, Central Illinois Association of uh, Healthcare Underwriting, um, soon to be uh, president of uh, CIAHU. And on top of all that, this has been one of the best weeks of my life. And the reason for that is my wife signed us up for culture day at my uh, daughter's school. So what we decided to do is we decided that we would focus on Haiti. And my wife is extremely organized from A to Z, from one to 10. It is all outlined on how we're gonna present. And since I am from Haiti, that made me the subject matter expert. And what we decided to do is we just, we uh, had a whiteboard and you know, we put Haiti right in the middle. And on the top left-hand corner, we had uh, you know, the mountains. And I didn't know this, but uh, Haiti actually uh, means mountains. And as long as I've been Haitian, that's the first time I learned this. So there's actually some uh, takeaways from that as well. Um, you know, we also put a picture of what's called a tap-tap bus. And the tap-tap bus is a bus uh, that basically takes villagers to the city and people from the city uh, to the village in Haiti. Uh, since I was born there, I lived there till I was five. Um, I remember the tap-tap bus like you wouldn't believe. And I had a chance to go back. And we'll get into all that because this is really interesting stuff. So the other thing we did is we put a picture of a market. And the way we would present that is, hey, you know, you have American markets and then you have the Haitian market. We also would discuss Haiti's an island. We share it with the Dominican Republic. And just to give you an idea of who our target audience is, our target audience is um, anywhere between um, preschool, pre-K, up to the first grade, okay? And so my wife, myself, and my daughter, and my wife did 90% of the work. I feel so bad, you try to help out, you mess things up, they ask you to leave, you know how it goes. So what my wife did, and I actually helped her with this part, is we got dried mangoes, we had them delivered from ordering them online, because mangoes is an extremely popular fruit in Haiti. So we bagged them up and we had to bag them up for, I would say, well over 40 students, okay? If my math is right, uh, well over 40 students. So we bagged uh, the mangoes, we had coconut, and with the coconut, it was uh, basically uh, grated uh, coconut. So we talk about coconuts because coconuts are so important that it actually appears on the Haitian flag. 
the coconut tree. So if you haven't seen the Haitian flag, please Google the Haitian flag and you'll see the uh, cannons along with the uh, coconut trees and the beautiful flag of Haiti. Uh, the other item that we brought is we brought bananas and then we brought what's called plantains. And my job was simply to explain, hey, how these differ. And we're talking to kids who are literally uh, four years old to I want to say as old as maybe uh, seven to eight uh, years old. So it was just a fascinating day. So today was the big day. We woke up. We're excited. You know, our daughter is excited. And on our way there, we ran into some bumps because <laughs> we packed all this stuff. However, my daughter, who was fooling around in the morning, uh, she decided it'd be more important to be on a pretend phone than to help us out. She forgot her backpack. So we had to turn around and we said, hey, this is going to be a great day. Kept a positive attitude. We get there and uh, you have a family who's basically representing uh, Brazil. Uh, you had a family from Germany. You had Ireland. You and you also had uh, Haiti. So the point was the kids would go from each station and they would learn about the different countries. So what made our uh, station very unique is that we also had, um, you know, arts and crafts for the kids. So that way they could design a um, carnival uh, headpiece. And we had an example of what carnival is, what it looks like. So, you know, during the arts and crafts, they would, you know, be occupied. And at that time, we would also be playing music. So here's how it went. So we get there, we set up, we set up all the uh, snacks. And the one thing we did is we told all the kids to basically line up. And uh, my wife handed them what's called in Haiti a good. A good is basically their dollar. And the kids like, whoa, mind you, we cut this from a uh, paper. They're ecstatic. Whoa, what is this? Oh, this is a Haitian currency. It's called a good. And then I would present. And so I would say, um, hi, you know, my name is Aunt Charles. I was born in Haiti. And um, how many of you here could show me where Haiti is? And they'd all look at me. And a few of them guessed it right. One kid said, hey, it's in the Caribbean. I'm like, wow, that's pretty good. And I said, did you know we share an island with the Dominican Republic? And, you know, they got excited. And from there, I would say, and does anybody know what Haiti means? And they kind of looked puzzled. And my wife would basically point to the, you know, mountains. And they say, oh, mountains. And so that way we just had the engagement from the audience. And the other thing, too, is I said, hey, growing up as a kid, what color do you think my house was? And everyone's like, blue. Blue was literally 98% of the answer. And I said, you're very, very close. But the color of my house was actually turquoise. And I said, do any of you live in a turquoise house? And they're all like, no, I don't live in a turquoise house. And so it was so good to see that engagement. And then we go to the picture of the market. And I said, you know, in the United States, uh, you know, you have your market that you're used to in Haiti, you have what's called a mache. 
And uh, with that, it is their form of a market. And a lot of times it's actually held outside. Can you believe that? And then one little kid raises their hand. Isn't it hot in Haiti? Oh yeah, it's extremely hot. How do they deal with the heat? And so, you know, you got the engagement and while, you know, they go and they get their food, I was blown away. So many of the kids, they love the plantains. So I would pull the plantain. I would say, does anybody know what this is? And they'd raise their hand. Oh, that's a banana. I'd say, no, this is a banana. And I say, what's the difference is with a plantain, it could be the color of a banana. It could be green or it could be bright green. And they're like, whoa, does it taste like a banana? No, it actually doesn't. You could either boil it or you could fry it. It actually doesn't really have a taste. It's really there to complement food. And the kids would kind of look at you like kind of puzzled. And then we say, hey, we have plantain chips, try them. And I was so shocked. The kids, they loved the plantain chips. They loved the mangoes. And we also had vanilla um, marshmallow. Um, and so the kids loved the vanilla marshmallows. And they're like, we love Haiti. Then we gave them a, a Haitian flag. And we also had a little stamp to put on their passport. So overall, it was such a productive day. And it was one of those feelings like, you know, as a corporate person, you know, you could work, you could be extremely good at your job, but people are right about that feeling of simply giving back, you know, giving back when there's nothing you're gaining in return. And I just sat there the whole time. You know, it's funny. We got a chance to see my daughter. We talked to her. She came around and she's like, oh, I know a lot about Haiti. Raised her hand. It was so great to like, you know, just engage with her in her element. But one of the things that really stood out to me is like, why didn't they do this when I was in school? Like just, you know, understanding different cultures, uh, diversity, equity, inclusion. And it's such a learning experience for the kids because not only are they engaged, it's you, they would have never probably heard of Haiti if it wasn't presented. And so after the fact, you know, my daughter's school posted all the pictures. You see me in my carnival uh, hat. Uh, and, you know, I thank my wife for like helping organize this. It was just such a great feeling. It was nerve wracking as well. And I told my wife, hey, you know, I'll be able to present, but we got to work as a team. And so I would reach back to her and say, so why did Carnival exist again? I know it's the first couple of weeks in February. Could you explain where it started? Then my wife would say, yeah, because of April, you know, kind of Lent, they ask you to give up a lot of uh, things. And so in order to celebrate Carnival, people would basically dance, they'd party, they'd drink, there's no stop to the excessive behavior because they knew in the next week how much they would personally have to give up. So that's the why behind Carnival. And it was just good to also learn uh, about my own country. And while the kids did arts and craft, I played Haitian music and I played Sweet Mickey. And then my wife would say, does anybody know who this is? And, uh, you know, the kids would like, look at her a little confused she said this is sweet mickey not only is he a famous singer he also served as the president of the unit of the uh of uh of haiti 
can you believe that being a singer and then becoming president and then one kid said joe biden's our president and then you know we just started laughing and it was just a overall great time so that was my morning um got back to work uh after the fact uh and it's one of those moods if you work in an office or you work remote you could just tell you know prior to memorial day a lot of people simply just check out uh i do have to work tomorrow which is friday and it's funny just texting friends uh, back and forth where half of them are already on vacation and you know they're just like best of luck you know long weekend people are to take the friday off i have a couple co-workers who are taking the tuesday off so you want to talk about a vacation that's the way to do it not only do you get monday off take tuesday off as well come back wednesday the week's almost over there's a lot of games you could play in corporate america and i truly wish them all uh the best and i hope they enjoy their uh days off it's really really well deserved for a lot of people uh so uh for memorial day uh we are actually heading to chicago and this is the first time we've been to chicago since the pandemic broke uh the pandemic broke out you know where it became uh common knowledge in march of 2020 and i want to say we went to chicago maybe that fall of 2019 so that's how far it goes back and you know with going to chicago it's such a great time uh we ran into a little conundrum because we want to spend the morning in uh brookfield um i want to say that's what it's called it's brookfield I, I i might have it wrong uh they have a zoo there and we basically want to go to the zoo uh during lunch and hang out till three and then we have some friends in the northwest suburbs who we're going to be staying with and then we're going to be making it back to central illinois on um monday and going to chicago it's always a great time but i think what's so much more important is the fact that you could start to see things are opening up again okay so it's the drive to chicago after that um my wife uh has a girls trip planned uh where she'll um be either staying in the state who knows uh what she's uh, up to um we also have um some friends uh who next week are gonna be visiting from wisconsin so it's so funny and these are people who literally stayed quiet for almost two years because of the pandemic and to see some of the people who you never thought would leave their house uh traveling again it's just the ultimate sign that not only are people getting vaccinated but people are starting to travel uh as well if you hear any uh raindrops in the background uh, that's because it actually just started uh to rain here in uh central illinois so we have that planned um and what else is going on 
Chicago will be a great time being able to hang out. Hopefully where it's the one thing with Chicago is like, you know, and people in the Northeast know this. Your trip is literally based on weather. Your weather could predict a barbecue to everybody being indoors. Uh, when I lived out West, you didn't really have to worry about that because it literally rained maybe one week out of the year. And that's in a, you know, a, a bad year. So we're extremely happy with Chicago. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about on Untangling tonight is um, <laughs> this AMC craze. And it's funny because AMC has been one of the greatest. And if you guys don't know, on Reddit, people are trading uh, AMC stock. People are making a lot of money off of it. And it's really a fool's errand because there's really no substance behind the stock. Long story short, while back, I bought a few shares and it was one of the most valuable lessons I learned not to follow the masses. I was able to get out, okay? And I literally, I think I might've had to pay to get out of that awful stock. And it was the best money I've ever paid because I said I would never do this again. Long story short, uh, AMC took off today. So everybody said to hold, you know, they were onto something where it is not profitable. And I said it, I go, I hope this stock goes to a thousand dollars. I could care less because it's no longer something I'm engaged in. I'm more engaged in what's called fundamentals of stocks. Okay. And the fundamentals of stocks is very simple. You'll probably average between three to 10% return on your investment. But here's what won't happen. You won't go to bed one night and lose all your money. Okay. Am I losing out on 40, 50% gains here and there? Absolutely. But I get a chance to sleep well at night knowing my hard earned money is still there and I'm gaining my three to 10%. And sometimes that could be a little bit more depending on the year. Don't get greedy when it comes to investing. Don't follow the masses, okay? If you have a plan, you stick to that plan. And that's my little uh, tidbit on investing. But the other item I would like to talk about is what I call telecom wars. I'm literally beside myself, okay? Because I have my cable through um, Xfinity. And for the untangling audience at home, if you don't know, Xfinity is owned by Comcast. Not a problem. I could say we've had it for well over uh, seven years, which is how long I've been in central Illinois. And I could say seven years ago, you could literally search, let's just say chairs. Okay, the show chairs for those of you who've seen the show, great show, especially if you're trying to just escape uh, the nonsense going on in the world. Chairs, highly recommended. You'd put search for chairs and that thing would come up. And the only question it would ask you is, what episode would you like to watch? Okay, you select it, that's the end. Um, then came Netflix and Netflix figured out there's money associated with content. Okay, so my wife and I, and we've had Netflix forever. She had it when she was in college. I had it when I was out in Las Vegas. We got together, we got one Netflix account. 
we'd be able to find any show we want. Any show you wanted, you could literally search on Netflix and find that show. Chairs pop, pops up. What else did they have? All the Marvel series. Want a Marvel show? Search, that Marvel show would come on. One of my favorite was on Luke Cage. The other was Punisher. Woke up one morning and Daredevil, all of them are gone, right? I didn't know what was happening, but I knew there was something going on. Couldn't connect the dots, but I knew something was going on. So then Hulu gets in the game and Hulu's like, hey, we have, uh, you know, this uh, uh, exclusive content. And we ended up getting Hulu because my wife became obsessed from a hands made tale, which is a little bit too dark for my liking. However, season one, it's a blockbuster. So we get Hulu for hands made tale. And then I start watching Hulu a little and I notice, hey, um, I think the show's called uh, Little Fires Everywhere. Who knows? But it's with Kerry Washington. And I can't believe her name is slipping my mind right now. Um, and I start watching that show. And I said, wow, this is really, really good show. So I kind of get stuck on Hulu. Then you want to watch something else? Oh, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime is the only um, streaming that has access to Mad Men. And Mad Men, hands down, is one of my top three favorite shows. If I had to say my top three favorite shows, I would say that it's uh, The Wire, uh, Sopranos, and Mad Men. Those are the three, okay? My favorite shows of all time. And I, we get Prime. And mind you, there's a fee for all this. So this isn't like, hey, let's, you know, just get these streaming services. So with Comcast, I want to say we're paying roughly around 300 you throw Prime on there, you throw Hulu on there, you throw Netflix. Okay, we're paying well over the cost of a Mercedes-Benz for our communications, but that's not what's uh, bothering me. What's bothering me is the other day I was on, on Twitter and I followed somebody who says, hey, who remembers this show? And it was WKRP in Cincinnati. and. If you haven't heard the intro to this show, it is probably one of the greatest intros ever written. If you listen to the lyrics, the lyrics are amazing. You gotta listen very closely to what this guy's telling you of how he ended up in Cincinnati. And the other day I'm on my bike, you know, on, on my bike I stop and I'm on Twitter and I'm like, wow, I remember that show. And then I'm just like, imagine, you know, things getting so bad you get kicked out a radio and they put you in Cincinnati to kind of, you know, rebuild your career. Listen to the lyrics. It tells you basically what the show's about. So I said, you know what? I, I, I got to watch a couple of episodes of that show again. So I go online. How can I watch the show? Oh, it's available through Xfinity, aka Comcast. I search WKRP in Cincinnati. Nothing comes up. I'm like, where can I find this? So I got an Amazon Fire Stick. And for those of you who don't have a Fire Stick, I highly recommend it because I was the negative, what is a Fire Stick? What is Roku? Give me a break. Let me tell you something. This technology has literally changed how people watch TV. 
And here's what I love about the Fire Stick. It comes with a remote control that has voice activated, okay, technology. So it has Hulu, Netflix, Prime, whatever streaming service you're using, Fire Stick has it. And the best part of Fire Stick is once you log in one time, you simply, whatever show you want to watch. I was on Xfinity. I was looking for the show Snowfall. Couldn't find it. Okay. Wrote Snowfall. Couldn't find it. So I go to Fire Stick and I said Snowfall. Snowfall comes up and I have access to Snowfall. And what's interesting is on Xfinity, I had access to Snowfall, but it was season four, which is the latest season. And I'm like, I got to start on season one. I don't even know what this is about. And so Comcast would not let you start any further than season four, which is mind boggling to me. So I go on my fire stick. I said, Snowfall, all the seasons come up. And I said, this is too good to be true. I hit play. Sure enough, it starts on season one, episode one. What a thought, right? And I said, I'm hooked. Started watching Snowfall and got through all four seasons within a month and a half. And the other thing is with WKRP, here's where it's so maddening, is I go to Xfinity, nothing comes up. I go to Fire Stick and I said WKRP and it comes up. And I said, this is too good to be true. Click on it and it is. Here's what's so crazy and here's why I call it telecommunication wars. All these telecommunication companies are starting to realize the value of content, okay? And right now to watch a show that probably nobody in America wants to watch, okay, WKRP in Cincinnati, each episode is $1.99, okay? Friend sends a uh, YouTube link, and it's a YouTube link of uh, Punky Brewster. Wow, Punky Brewster. Let me see that, $1.99. And so not only are you paying for these streaming services, now they're realizing the value of content, so they're gonna charge you $1.99 for any show that comes in your mind. Tonight, I wanted to watch Cheers. So I said Cheers and it actually came up and it's free because it's on Hulu, which I have access to and I couldn't believe it. Even if you're paying for a service, they're gonna nickel and dime people to death. And I'm telling you, this isn't a story yet. It's going to be a big story because people are gonna look at their bank accounts and say, what happened to my money? What happened to your money is you decided to watch MASH one night. That's what happened to your money, okay? Case in point, my daughter, she wanted to watch, um, what show was, no, what movie was it uh, that she wanted to watch really bad? I wanna say she wanted to watch Trolls 1 really bad because we saw Trolls 1 and she was hooked on it. And we go to try to find Trolls and it said it's $3.99. And you know what? I ended up paying for it because I said, listen, 
I'm saving this money because I work remotely. I'm no longer paying this in gas. But I'm just like, you're telling me I have Disney Plus, and I, I'm not kidding you when I say we have every streaming service, and I can't watch Trolls? So what you're gonna see happen is these communication companies have figured out content is big business, and moving forward, there's gonna be shows that come to your mind that you're gonna wanna watch, that you're gonna think you have access to, and they're gonna say, nope, it's $1.99 per episode, okay? It's literally gonna be like um, the same way Apple does 99 cent singles, that's what it is. And I know it's been like this, but what I've noticed is that it's gotten so much worse and where does it stop? You know, because a lot of people got YouTube Plus to avoid fees. But guess what? What made YouTube so popular was actually the Karate Kid that people actually paid for YouTube money for so they could have access to this show. And then guess what? Netflix bought the rights. So now that's the other battle. And I'll end this untangling episode with this. Amazon today just bought the rights to MGM uh, Studios for I wanna say $8.9 billion, something in that range. So now they own basically the James Bond franchise in a lot of other great movies. So if you don't have Amazon Prime, you're not gonna have access to those shows. Amazon will obviously, you know, um, package those and send them out to other distributors, but guess what? You're gonna have to pay that $1.99 content fee. So I'm just saying, start saving your money. I don't see this getting any better. Thank you.